1: This is
0: our city. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls on all the ships at sea. This is David Yaz. I'm the host of the Boston Podcast, where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. Learn about your city, prosper in your city, and maybe love your city a little bit more than you did before you listened to this uh, kick-ass podcast. I'm going to introduce my guest in a moment. We're going to learn some stuff about the real estate industry that you never knew. The dark secrets oh, behind the real estate industry. Carol Daniels is my guest, by the way. I might as well just uh, not uh, tease it any further. Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you. Carol is an awesome real estate agent in Sudbury, Mass., stationed in Sudbury, Mass., but covering the world and someday... Uh, parts of Mars and Pluto, as I understand it. I mean, who knows? There may be homes there soon, right?
1: Yes, because we're running out of houses in New England.
0: See? Okay. You heard it here first. (laughs) Breaking news. Homes on Mars. They come cheap. And also, alongside Carol, in studio, is Carrie uh, Tabaski, who is... I almost forgot your name. (laughs) Who happens to be my colleague, who happens to be... um, Awesome, and who happens to be Carol's daughter. So, isn't that nice? It's all very nice. But before we get started with all this awesome stuff, I do need to tell you about our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers. U.S. Postal Service, deliver for the nation. I also want to thank our friends at Adori. That's A-D-O-R-I. Download the Adori podcast player. On the at the App Store, wherever you get your silly apps, I don't mean appetizers, people. If you're new, if you're new to the podcast world, the app is a thing. It's on your phone. <laughs> oh, people, I don't need people to th- know you, you what people, app means. They know. If you're, I guess if you're <laughs> listening to this by now, you know what an app is, right? If they have an
2: iPhone, they know what an app is.
0: Yeah, but now the problem is I'm thinking about potato skins and a loaded plate of nachos. (laughs) And I do like nachos. Uh, Go to Adore. Go to the App Store. Download the Adore. The thing is, it's a great... First of all, it's a great podcast player. Tell them, Carrie, because these are it our is. buddies. And actually,
2: right? I really like it. It's very user friendly.
0: So you can li- use it to listen to any podcast you want, just as you would other. If you're frustrated with some of those podcast apps out there, and uh, Apple, I might be looking at you, um, sometimes the usability, the functionality isn't quite what it leaves something to be desired with some of these things. And the Adori one's very easy to use. But I'm burying the lead. And the lead is that Adori brings your podcast to life, and you see images and links and all kinds of things actually happening on your phone as you are consuming the podcast so check it out all of our podcasts are on there adori a-d-o-r-i all right back to carol <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> it's monday as we record this it might Have even be monday coffee <laughs> i know this is my second cup um i had eh, a cup and a half at home i did a thing and left the house and had the Half full thing of coffee, and you have to remember to put it in the sink and give it a little spritz of water, because otherwise you get stains on the mug. But you looking at me like, oh, do oh. you not what clean your own mugs? Well, the, you have, I, you have I for use that paper
2: cups for at home? My coffee at home? at home because I take it to go. And if huh. I put in a mug, it will get cold really fast. That does happen, and so and I hate cold coffee, just yeah. like my mom. Mm. I take after But what I do is when the coffee starts getting warm, I pour it over ice. And oh, I make wow! Ice interesting. Coffee.
0: And a whole, it's a whole, a whole, new, whole new cup of coffee. Whole new adventure, and then I go to
2: Pete's coffee and I get more coffee, and now I'm a little shaky.
0: <laughs> more than normal, <laughs> right? So I constantly str- and I swear we're going to get to real estate and Carol in a moment. It's coming. Sorry, learning. Okay, no, I like talking about coffee because it's part of my li- big I part of my coffee. life. Coffee. I struggle with the keeping warm all the time. There, there are two fail-safe solutions that I've discovered. One is. You get the Yeti mug, which is, it's like space age. You've probably seen these things. It's in my yeah. car. Is it, you have a Yeti in your, in your car. And uh, you put the lid on. And that thing, I swear, will stay hot for like three weeks. It, really? Yeah, it will.
1: 48
0: huh. hours. 48 really? hours, you think? Yeah. So, so... It, it, it's almost like you have to remind yourself it's in there when you take a sip after 10 minutes that it's still steaming hot so that's solution one but you know they're a little expensive i only have one of them you got to constantly wash it out and everything the other trick is if you have like coasters it's real simple but you know you have coasters and you how like, have coasters around like on the on the uh coffee table or whatever just pick one up you put it over the top and uh, you just leave it there yeah. and that will keep the the heat really smart. in there thank you wicked wicked smart
2: had anyway a, had a Coffee and real estate relate to each other. <laughs>
0: she didn't know. Definitely
1: she's... need coffee.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: what is your? Co- you, you seem to be working on your sort of garden variety coffee today, Carol. Anything special in there? And <laughs> well, I, my... I don't mean whiskey. I mean no, no.
1: Yeah. My special coffee. I go to whatever coffee place where the service is excellent. Actually, right. the coffee is not that good, but the service <laughs> is amazing.
0: Can you taste the service in the coffee? Yes. Yes. Okay. It
1: in service? service. I walk in the door and they put my coffee on the counter the minute they see me.
0: And you know what the secret ingredient is? Coffee. You, yeah. Love. No, it's love. <laughs> it's always love. Uh, and good And maybe some grounds. <laughs> you, you like have a couple grounds in the, in the actual <laughs> coffee? Actually,
2: I bake. I bake um, when I bake my brownies, I bake them with espresso powder. And it brings out the... The rich chocolate flavor.
0: That's cool. You didn't bring any in this morning. I, I didn't because really...
2: Mom and I do not need, don't want the brownies. Right. I mean, we do, but we don't. Kind of. Sorry. Sorry. So, that's okay. Sorry, Dave.
0: So you've been doing this, Carol? For people are fascinated by the real estate industry more so now than ever. All the crazy reality shows. I have no idea what the whole mar- the buying market is like right now. We'll we'll get to that eventually. But you've been doing this for thirty years. Why? Is it fun? Do you like it?
1: It's actually over thirty years. Over thirty um, years, I do like it. I actually love it. It's a passion of mine. I find every transaction to be different. Every day is different. Even think,
0: if the buyers are total assholes, I mean, come on, well, let's that's get real here.
1: Part of what I want to talk about oh, because good. you really have to understand the personality of your clients and sort of bend your ways to their personality. Mm-hmm. And try to understand their decision-making process and go with it understand if they're procrastinators or they have a hard time making decisions and help them through that but not change their personality. So when you –
0: sorry to interrupt you, Carol. When you show a home and you're walking through with prospective buyers, are you looking at them? Are you looking at them noticing what they notice? And can you learn, like, right away from, like, little comments or –
1: Yes. The most important part of my job is really watching and listening – I look at body language, I look at reaction to something they may see in the house. Um, I look at how they're communicating with each other or not communicating with each other or fighting while they're in the house. So I really tend to look at everything as they walk through.
0: Can you think of an example of or just sort of describe what it's like? If you can you tell like even like in the first like three seconds like you walk in with these people and either, Good or or I am completely wasting my time like these people are never going to buy this house?
1: I think that everybody who looks at a house is a potential buyer, so I never feel I'm wasting my time. Oh. But I need to really pinpoint what they're looking for and have it in my mind so I can find them the right house. But yes, I can tell in the first three seconds on the doorstep what they're thinking when they're standing there. All right, so this She's is become an expert in, like, human nature. It's body nature. language, it's human nature, it's um, pers- understanding personality disorders, <laughs> understanding personalities. <laughs> right. And really working on that more than the house part.
0: Okay, so this is a test. Ready? So Carrie and I are prospective buyers. Oh. And we're, we're walking. We're, walk, we're walking. We're walking. Yes, come in. You
1: buy me
2: a house, Dave. Yes,
0: and so and so we will play the the couple. And you, uh, God forbid, Jesus. God. But we're playing the couple. And and Carol, Sorry. you're showing us the house. So Sorry, all right, I'm all not right.
2: laughing at you, no. but I kind of am. It. So.
0: <laughs> Will you get into character please? Sorry, okay, I'm in a, character. this is science.
2: Okay. Okay. Go
0: ahead. All right. Uh all right, here we are, at the walking up to the house. Uh <clears throat> Is
2: that what you sound like walking up to yes. the house? Yes. Okay. Stop it.
0: Stop it. Come on. Yes and carry. Okay. No. Okay. Go all ahead.
2: Right. Anyway. Go ahead. We walk so, really loudly up to the house. We do.
0: Okay. And all right, here we go. So, uh honey how long is this going to take Cause you know, the ballgames are on and Bill and Fred are coming over and I hope you made the wings for me. I don't know. I mean, this is like the third house we've seen already. Do we even have any hopes for this house? Right? Well. Yeah. Well, I. So can, we can go we can go. Honey, no, Carol, don't jump in yet.
1: Honey, what, what are you going to say? Yeah. Hello.
2: Okay. Well, let's just let's just look. Like I think it has. That's good what you bones. said at the
0: last one, and uh, we we spent forty five minutes walking around that place, and you talking to that woman about reality shows and stuff. And can all right. So,
2: but if you really you like don't this one? keep your options open, all right, you'll never know if it's right.
0: Well, just. Like, but I, I have know.
2: a feeling about this place. You do. I do.
0: I, I don't know. I heard it was haunted. I heard there were murders in this place. Can, but
1: maybe we we'll go? get a better price then. Well, not like the one with the uh, the husband who cut off his wife's head and buried it in the backyard.
0: Oh, wait, God. I'm so- sorry. Ms. Daniels, did you say there was a beheading in this house? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, darling. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> the game's on.
1: <laughs> it, it wasn't that house. But <laughs> okay. what, what you just portrayed actually happened. So when one partner is looking at his or her watch... And anxious to get out of there, that partner has no motivation to move. Mm-hmm. So I need to find out why they are actually looking at houses. Because mm-hmm. it takes two to move. I have seen people separate over the house a project process. <laughs> oh,
0: if you waited till the end of that skit, we were going to separate.
1: <laughs> and I have said to some couples, although I would love to sell you two houses, um, I'd prefer to sell you one together. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a
2: big. I think it's a moving and buying a house is a big life. It's one of those big life decisions, and I think if people are kind of on the outs anyway, that's what makes them decide: do we buy one or two houses?
0: Carol, what but do you what, what it's do you do? To be a happy thing. It's supposed to be. I know. It's not always the way. We're talking I about beheadings. It. Yes. Well. You, now, you do have to disclose. You, you've probably gotten this question a lot. You do have to disclose if there's been criminal act or a murder in the house. I know I'm going dark right off the bat here. It, but It
1: depends on whom you represent. So if I represent the seller, um, if I'm asked that question, I need to answer. But a buyer's broker really needs to research if there's been so a murder.
0: Have you ever had to tell somebody? Yes. Oh, God. How, how did was that? that how, yeah, how did that go? And,
1: well, also there are a lot of cultures that will not buy a house if there's been any death in the house. So, oh. um, you need to be upfront with that too.
0: Okay, that that must be awkward. So, let me tell you who died in this house. Edith Glassbury, she was 83. She led a full life. Um, and there was Thomas St. Vincent. Uh, he was 60. He had pancreatic cancer. Oh, hold on, hold okay. on. I'm just getting started here. Oh there goodness. was a person, there was a dog that died. Uh, they had several hamsters that died. And
1: they're um, buried in the backyard. And
0: they're buried in the backyard. <laughs> but really, it's a lovely place. It's really lovely. What? You can barely uh, you can barely pick up the smell of death, even though oh it's clearly there. No, okay, sorry. Go ahead, Carrie. So
2: what... Um, I obviously have grown up watching you in real estate and I've learned a tremendous amount and I've bought houses from you and sold houses with you. Um, But what for the listeners, what do you, what goes into prepping a house to put on the market? Because it's not just as a matter of saying, okay, we're going to sell it. We're going to put on the market. Like what kind of research do you do, and I know I've called you at you know, 11 o'clock at night and you're doing a market analysis and you're getting everything ready, but what, what other kind of prep do you do for
1: putting the house on the market? Let me say that every house is different. And so the first step is really in pricing. Uh, pricing a house is critical, not overpricing it. It's not an exact science, but I certainly have a sense of what the price should be. So that really is the first step. And then I walk through the house with the seller and try to determine what the walking pattern will be with the buyers. Are they gonna walk into the chair that's blocking the doorway? It is a lot about feng shui. It's about seeing the flow of the house. A lot of people talk about staging. I like to talk at preparing the house for sale or repositioning things so you that do you move already stuff own. Around. I move stuff around, I yep. remove stuff, not buy stuff to use. I do. If, if a house is really dull and beaten up, um, I will buy throw pillows and flowers and, and bright accessories to add to it. But the best kind of seller is a seller who says to me, what do I need to do to sell this house? Tell me what I need to do can. to sell this house in the shortest amount of time for the highest amount of money, which is everybody's goal. With that kind of a seller, it's now become business. It's not a commentary on how they live. If they have flower couches that are all torn from their cats, we definitely have to get those out. Um, But it's really repositioning what they own.
0: I have an idea for you. So the next house that you want to stage, bring three things, okay? An Academy Award. You put that right up on the mantle, okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, a Super Bowl ring in a little glass case. You put that like on a coffee table.
1: The price just and, went up.
0: Right. It, well, this is what I'm saying. And this advice is free. And a photo of Barack Obama shaking hands with some random person that the the prospective buyers will presume think is it's the an homeowner. Important yeah. VIP's house. yeah. Honey, how you much C C that's how, <laughs> how
2: much does that actually now that you brought that up, like how much does that make a difference in the price of who Whose house it was, and I know we don't see so much of that in Sudbury, but in LA, you know, in, in New York, you know, this house used to belong to Oprah, you know. So how much of that comes into play in pricing a house? It
1: comes into play quite a bit. For example, the Babe Ruth house was on the market, ooh, and yes, right down the street from You me. have to look at really what is the house worth and what's the added value to the fact that. Babe Ruth lived there.
0: Where is the Babe Ruth house? In what town? You can tell Sudbury. us. Sudbury. Oh, it is Sudbury. Sudbury. Yeah, so it's he, on Dutton Road. So, so when, he lived there.
1: What, right. And when the house came on the market... Does it I,
0: still smell of hot dogs? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
1: no, no but, but we're still looking for his piano. Oh. Didn't
2: did he push the piano in the pond across the street? That's the
1: story. Okay. Mm. He pushed the piano across the street and into the pond. I mean, that's what I do when I'm angry.
0: <laughs> Talk about a piano lesson gone wrong. <laughs>
1: So in that particular case, I think the house came on at a high price because of Babe Ruth, and but the buying public thought, "Well, Babe Ruth is great, but I don't really want to spend two hundred thousand more because it was right. Babe Ruth's house." Well, so it's not, this it's, added you know, value, it's definitely, house.
0: and it's just a story, right? It's not as if there's like pictures of the Babe on the wall or anything, right? Correct. It's just okay. You just got to tell the story.
2: A, but I, I now I have a story about just Google. Babe Ruth's house, um, the boy who lived in Babe Ruth's house the first year that we won the world series supposedly broke the curse. So I'm not going to get into the story, but just Google it. Wow. I'm really glad you brought that up without explaining it all. He caught a (laughs) foul ball between his two front teeth. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that was the year, and he lived in Babe Ruth's house, huge Red Sox fan. And that was the year that we won the world series. Okay. Anyway. All right. Google it. Okay. So.
0: Well, wait, hold on before we depart that topic. This happened to me, Carrie. There, there was this. Um, Carrie and I went to the same summer camp as young people. And there was. I know uh, I paid for it. And there, oh, right. there was. A, you did. And thank you for paying for me as well. That was very <laughs> nice of you. you. <laughs> we barely knew each other. Uh, yeah. The, um, the There was a camper who was sort of beloved and sort of uh, endured for his. Uh, I don't know what. Um, ben Slav- Remember Ben Slavitt? Ben Slavitt, Jamie Slavitt. Yeah. The they had yeah. s-
2: another generation come this summer. Oh, did they? Yeah. St- okay. anyway. anyway, continue. So
0: Ben Slavitt was lovable, but kind of an, uh, I mean this in the most lovable way, kind of an oaf, like an oafish kid, like just just kind of like, ugh, Slavitt. Um, again, I mean it in a nice way. Anyways, uh, my wife at the time and I were looking at a house in Sharon, and it was a decent house. We're looking around, looking around, and all of a sudden I see a photo of a big smiling uh, ben Slavitt with these big braces on his teeth. Oh, and I so said, funny. "I said, uh, yeah, we got to go. We can't buy Ben Slavitt's oh, house.
2: <laughs> great story. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Great story. Mom, yeah. uh, mom. Carol, what are... Uh, you can call her mom. <laughs> Mommy, what are some of the trends that I don't call you're him. seeing um,
1: now with home buying and home selling? Well, if I can tie that into the house preparation part.
2: Oh, sure. Sorry. (laughs) We digress. No, no. I want to tie it in together because it does
1: evolve together. So if you have a house that you've lived in for 30 to 40 years and you've never changed the wallpaper or the kitchen counters or Um, your furniture or the bathroom, the toilets or whatever. Um, That's not certainly with today's trends, and a buyer can't imagine living there. In fact, when a child goes through the house and says this looks like grandma's house, uh, you have a real problem because the parents walk out immediately at that point. So going along with the trend part, contemporary colors for today uh, are really important. Painting is inexpensive, so, if a house has like mocha and soft grays, that house is going to sell much faster than a house. Wait, when you
0: say painting, you mean paint the house, or did you mean interior pe- painting? Oh, interior painting. So, okay. like
2: this color that we have in our studio. So, rather than dropping your house. Good podcasting, Carrie. Yes, thank you. It's, a, it's like, what is, what is <laughs> it's it? Like it's, a, good gray. it's like a Revere pewter.
1: That's your favorite color. That's
2: my favorite color. This is a, It's like a gray. Puttery, It's a neutral. I mean right. neutrals. So right. people are really Terry, your, affected. Favorite,
0: your favorite color is Revere Pewter. No,
2: it's my favorite color colour on the wall. Fine. No, my favorite color Mine's is like, an, red. like a plum eggplant. Yeah. Although we have dark chocolate we have chocolate therapy on our walls in our living room.
1: Because it's called chocolate therapy. So oh, it's a happy the God. room. Yes. Yeah.
0: Somewhere right. along the line, yeah. people started naming, <laughs> naming colors Choc- of Choc- paint therapy, assume, based on uh, things they like to eat. I what know. a dirty trick. Right. Definitely. Anyway, I'm sorry, Definitely. Carol. Go ahead.
1: No, I, I, I don't have this by rote, so I can, yeah, no. you know, I can react. But the main point is when a couple walks in the house, you have to be up with today's trends. So the very important parts of the house are the master bedroom and the family room, and today mudrooms are are pretty huge. And if you have those under control and the kitchen, even by changing knobs, looks up to date, you have a chance of selling your house. Well, is it better to have a house that's
2: done but has a higher price or a house that has good bones and potential and a, and a,
1: a lower price?
2: Mm.
1: So if that you- people can do their own... Design right. Well, that's a common question from sellers. Like, I don't want to paint because how do I know what color the buyer's is going to want? And I say, I will tell you the colors that the buyer um, will want. And so a lot of sellers don't do anything, and it can be as simple as changing the knobs. It's better to have the house done. Oh, okay. Houses that need work, uh, buyers are borrowing more and more uh, higher mortgages because interest rates are at a low, but it's interesting they have zero cash flow. They're borrowing more money, so maybe 90% is borrowed money, and there's no money to do any work. Um, Fires also want instant gratification. So when they do this and they walk in and they even see a faucet that they don't like, they can't imagine getting a plumber in and changing the faucet.
0: Because we are a nation of lazy people that doesn't want to do such things. We want everything uh, taken care of. No, it's actually the opposite.
1: Today two people are working. So who's going to be there right, to let the plumber in oh, and, and do the work? And plus, there's no cash
0: but w- to do it. it. What you're saying is any money you spend renovating your home under your guidelines to, 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 to make it sell-worthy will come back to you in bigger numbers in the purchase price? Is that presumed? or
1: you? will sell your house at probably your list price, which which there's no exact science, but I certainly have a feel for that. And you'll sell it in a short amount of time than a house that where you haven't touched anything. Or if you've had deferred maintenance, and you only fix things if it's desperate to fix them when the roof is leaking. Mm -hmm. You know, buyers know this right away when they walk in. Mm -hmm. I know that
2: over the years, and I've recommended you to friends and I, and we talk all the time about your, not necessarily specific clients, but if you have a client and you're putting it on the market and they, when they listen to you, that's when the house sells, even the first day, not promising, but that you're going to do that. But when people listen to you and they, they do what you say that's when the house sells.
1: Well, I love that because this particular spring everybody who listened to me sold their house in the first weekend. Everybody who didn't, the house is on 6 months later. So, yes. So listen to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking spending a lot of money. People tend to live with things that get used to. Like I had a, a house where the garage was sliding off the foundation. And they just got used to the fact that it was there. But then when they went to sell, they had to spend $20,000 to get the garage back in the foundation. So it's a matter of not watching things slide over the years of taking care of these items.
0: I have a question. What does expert realtor Phil Dunphy like in real life? Do you know him personally? (laughs) Because he's my hero. You watch Modern Family, no? Yes. (laughs) He's fabulous.
1: He's fabulous. He is. And he brings a lot of humor um, to the industry, that's not so. a bad
0: fictional role model for realtors, right? I mean, he he, he takes great pride in his work. Yes. He doesn't take things that seriously, um, but he celebrates the whole real estate thing. You see him at the trade dinners, and he's having a nice time. And he's right now the, the, in that show. There's also depicted. I mean, granted, it's a comedy, but the, it's there's there's a rivalry between him and his his bitter rival Gil Bellows, who tries all <laughs> kinds of tricks right. to get Phil's goat. Does that sort of thing go on in your circles?
1: I'm not. I'm sure it does, but I sort of operate in my own um, in my own way. So I don't look at anybody else as a competition. I look at myself as my own competition. Right. Those little so, jerks but can it does. fight amongst themselves.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So
1: yes, it does exist quite a bit. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that in real estate for sure.
0: Uh, hold that thought, and Carrie, you have this uh, interesting theory you're going to ask your mom about the similarity between online dating and real estate shopping, which I can't wait to hear. It sounds salacious. Before we do that, I need to tell you about our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, the second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service To the American public, like all your real estate docs, when they get sent to you in the mail, thank you, U.S. Postal Service, because you just helped my dreams come true, you and Carol Daniels. So thanks so much. (laughs) The workers, by the way, are the backbone of the Postal Service. USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Once again, everything you need to know is online, usps.com slash careers, and it's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which employees respect and value each other's differences and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute (laughs) to their full potential. Can you not laugh during my live read, Carrie? This is our client. We love them. Apply today. The website, once again, usps.com slash careers. United States Postal Service Deliver for the nation. And what was so funny I'm on the side of the studio.
2: Because you because I just wanted you to take a breath.
0: <laughs> you were feeling my pain. I can I can but usually get job. there, though.
2: And we love the, the USPS.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. And our buddy George uh, Kippenham over there, oh. who's one of the studs over there. We love you, George. Yes, we do. And everybody else over there. So go ahead, Carrie. This is uh, quite a theory you have working here.
2: Uh. I would like to know for our listeners, what are the similarities? You often say that there are similarities between online dating and real estate shopping. So as someone who met my husband online <laughs> and I bought houses, <laughs> what are the similarities? Um, okay, Dave. All right. We don't need that. Okay. It's my mom. Okay. Enough.
1: She does...
0: <laughs> I felt love in there.
1: Great. Okay. Well, this is actually one of my favorite topics because having experienced both online dating and real estate buying and selling, uh, there are huge similarities. Let's talk about the photographs. I use a professional Mm. photographer. Let's say the photographer takes an angle of a kitchen and all of a sudden the kitchen looks too narrow. Any buyer, prospective buyer looking online is going to swipe left or right and keep that house in place. Let's say you look online and you have an older person sitting in a rocking chair with wallpaper, flower, (laughs) this is true, flower wallpaper behind him and a grandfather clock, Um, you're going to think that (laughs) he's. There's a person in the picture for the house. No, this is online, oh, dating. online dating. She's, she's driving. So I'm, I'm switching <laughs> okay, back and exactly. forth. So yeah, right. now you have a house full of old wallpaper, <laughs> yeah. and the prospective buyer is going to swipe because they don't want to get rid of the wallpaper. It's not the right colors. And then you go to online dating, and you have that person sitting in a rocking chair. <laughs> oh God, with the that's an active lifestyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So <laughs> your assumption is that things are all very old, that yeah. there's no energy uh, okay. either in the house. Yeah. Or with that person. So you swipe whichever way you're supposed to swipe (laughs) and get rid of that property. So photography Mm, is huge, swipe left Mm -hmm. in that way. But in another way, you're trying, my job is to really find a match, a lifestyle that works for my clients. Do my clients want the family room next to the kitchen so they can see their family, or do they want it totally separate so they never have to look at their family? (laughs) (laughs) When I ask that question no, when, I, when I, they're in the kitchen. I know.
2: We've been through this together. Do they
1: want the master bedroom on the first floor so they don't have to hear their kids? Do they want it upstairs, <laughs> you know, with them? So there are compromises both ways. But when you're trying to make a house work or a date work and you try to make it work, you're working too hard to make it work, it's not the right match.
0: Um, Can I ask you a question, Carol, since you're talking about yes. rooms and stuff? Yes. Is, can we finally kill the the living room once and for all? And I don't mean the living room. Like, I don't know if houses, homes still have this, but I don't mean the living room where everybody hangs out and watch TV. I mean that fancy one that's kind of right off the foyer when you come in, and it's got all the grandma furniture and nice things, and no one ever goes in there.
1: <laughs> yes. Do these still
2: exist? Yes.
1: yes. They still exist because the houses that were built were, you know, in New England, mostly traditional. But a house that we just listed, for example, um, and I want to say that I, I work as a team with my partner, Berkeley O'Keefe, and he's out showing houses right now. Uh, house we just listed, they have a pool table in that living room. Well, that's useful. Buyers walk in and they can't quite picture what they're going to use that for, hmm. even with the pool table. So a lot of times you can take a long living room and divide it to office space and and comfortable area. I think some of the terminology for these rooms, like living room, restroom, master bedroom you know are archaic hmm. and so we want wait to why change. is master
0: bedroom archaic
1: think about the term master bedroom <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the master of my house this is my bedroom you know these, this is my mistress so well the term is that but the the term is archaic yes, yes. but 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 uh, it's still a thing. Yeah, you need to know which one.
1: (laughs) I can't change. I can't change all of this. But what happens when a buyer walks in, most buyers don't have the ability to visualize. So Mm. if you have a family... That doesn't watch TV, and there's no TV. You need to get a TV into that house because people can't imagine where they're going to sit. No, you need to get the FBI. The
0: you need to get the FBI in there because if they don't watch so. TV, they're serial killers. <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry.
1: So you take that living room to go back to your question, right. and you put a TV in there and a sound system and some more contemporary furniture, and all of a sudden it is a room yeah. that you're going to use.
0: I love it. That's smart. Okay, I'm on board with that. Yeah, what, what we, my second home, we bought that that fancy-schmancy living room that was just not in use. We actually put up a wall because, you know, it was open, as most will, and you could walk through the foyer into this room without going through a door. We put a door up and turned it into a playroom for my son, and my son was at the time, you know, probably like eight years old, and he has autism, and so he needed some, you know, kind of special toys and stuff, and we wanted it to be... A place where you could close the door. So, because Adrian loves to tell everybody to leave and close the door so he can have his (laughs) privacy and do his stuff or whatever. Right. Anyway, so. um, Right.
1: You need to change the connotation of that room because nobody lives that formal lifestyle. Good. Love it. Anymore. Yeah. Nobody
0: goes to the parlor and has tea and cookies anymore.
2: (laughs) How big are. I mean, I know for us, like closets are a big thing. But how big are closets? Uh, big, not in terms of well, Imp- you mean important?
1: Size, but like, yeah, how important are is closet space? A closet space is huge. Uh, but if you have a buyer coming out of the city, whether it's Boston or Cambridge or Somerville, if you if they're coming out of a small apartment or condo, any closet is going to do, yeah. and any parking space is. You know, going to it's work. Ama- but if you yeah. have suburb to suburb, closet's a huge, particularly walk-in closet.
2: Mm. It is amazing the things that are important to you as you go into different houses. So, like we were in, we were in Somerville, and so we had one p- tandem parking spot that we shared. So we had street parking, and then a, and then we went, we moved to Wayland, and we had, we had a driveway. So great, exactly. we had parking, but you couldn't plow the driveway, and we didn't have a garage. So then a garage became really important. Exactly. To us. Um, And then, but one of the things that you always say to us that you've said over the years is picture yourself, you know, you say to us as buyers or to picture yourself in this house and does it have what you need and does it work for you for, you know, the kitchen and the functionality of where the kitchen is and can you knock down this wall to make it, you know, like we knocked down our wall. Right. We got rid of the dining room and you have such a vision when you go into a house and you can see this family, I mean, you because you've done it for so long, and so things are just second nature to you um, when you're studying the, the people and where they come from and and um, what their situation is and what's important to them. So it's yeah, well, pretty unique you. that you have that.
1: Well, I, I walk in a house, I have to be careful not to overload the buyers with what they think will be a, a huge financial experience because I can see if they take down the wall between the kitchen and the dining room, how open it will be if they add this versus that. It's going to change the whole look of the bathroom. So I have to go slowly to have them come with me in that thought and not think they're going to spend a fortune doing items like that, change the whole feel of a house, and maybe it costs you $5,000 to take down the wall and put up a beam. Yeah, which and could have that make so everything. T- makes the house completely. Yeah, and if different. you
0: throw out five thousand dollars, that's not going to make them freak out because they're already paying, you know, at least hmm, three hundred thousand dollars, probably a lot more for that house, six hundred thousand right. dollars for that home. So five to. But if you, you know, the more you pile on, people might be like, "Well, geez, I'm already spending this and that." What's what's is there a a feature of a house that you remember being the most unusual or the most or kind of the coolest that people have? creatively retrofitted their home. Yeah. Apparently it's not that good a question.
1: Uh, she's <laughs> well, thinking. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm thinking because um, there have been cool things over the years. I once done. sold uh, what's called an earth house, mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be energy efficient and everything else. It was carpeting on the walls. I actually tried to talk the buyers out of buying that house. Carpeting it was, on the walls? Well, it because like it's underground. So oh, it was okay. all for warmth and one soundproofing. Of our, one of our
2: podcasters is connected to that. Knows the family from the Earth House. Oh, okay. Maddie Blake. Maddie knows Shout the Earth out House. Shout out to people. Maddie Blake. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that house is still there, but the the best features. And I think Carrie went into your house and we tried to redesign your master bedroom with bath and walk-in closet, and the whole thing. And I think that was one of the most successful and beautiful renovations I've seen that took the standard 1970s colonial <laughs> with a small closet mm-hmm. and made this beautiful bath and walk-in closet. So I'm laughing because I I had a method to how I was
2: going to convince John to redo our bathroom. I just used to crowd him. As much as possible, Absolutely. so he wouldn't have his speech. True,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: it worked. <laughs> I just tried to crowd him as much as possible. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, you but got your,
1: your house was taking down we the wall. It. I gave you a, a gift of a door to open up yes. to the patio. Yes, and doing things like that, small changes. Well, we like said, yeah, difference. we
2: when we the day we closed, we went to the house and the we were already going to do some work, and the contractor said. We didn't know where we were going to put our kitchen table because it was kind of funky the way that the kitchen was designed and they said well are you married to your your dining room and we were like no because then we'd have to furnish it they're like okay let's take down this wall and we and then you said let's put a door in the back so it's not like and that's the space the kitchen's where i spend most of my time so like within 10 minutes they were taking down the wall between the dining room and the kitchen
0: you persuaded your husband based on crowding him and (laughs) him and and you know what
2: and he's
0: He's been in therapy for claustrophobia <laughs> for ten years now, but you know what? It was all worth it. It sure. was all worth it.
2: I, um, I wait. I just want to ask: um, Are we wrapping up? No. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Great. I was
0: just nodding at you to say, ask your stupid question. Yeah. I have now more the questions. audience knows. Go ahead. Um. No, these are good
2: questions. What types of? Okay. I want to. I want to know about buyers' expectations, but I also want to know what what types of things do you offer that differentiate you from other brokers, or just that make you um. The right, the right broker to
1: work with. That's also an excellent question. <laughs> That's an excellent question, also. Um, I think that my background in social work and education and sales uh, all and come to play, <laughs> and moving and and everything else. But I think that it's listening is probably the best quality that I have: listening and really understanding. Uh, what a buyer is looking for and how to deal with the personality. But along with all of that, we certainly offer terrific marketing with social media, YouTube, um, bankers rolling out a whole new program at the end of September, which is Listing Concierge, and it's, it's this phenomenal program that will really overtake the market for what's being offered for both print uh, advertising, which is gone by the wayside, as well as social media and you know other areas of expertise.
2: That's amazing. Marketing
1: expertise. So that's to be continued. We just heard about that yesterday and it's phenomenal. But on a personal level, it's really knowing the market, knowing how to deal with clients. Every transaction has approximately 12 people involved in it. So I'm like the quarterback that keeps everybody calm and keeps everybody communicating. I have never lost a sale in the process, I'm too careful with the financing portion, expertise and making sure the buyer's qualified, so I have a hundred percent track record on making sure the sale closes. It's not just about showing a pretty house. There's certainly a lot more to it, you know, than that. So And your follow up range. afterwards.
2: I'm gonna sell I'm gonna sell you right now. <laughs> but no the follow up after everybody you have a lot of repeat um, customers because you they know they can call you if they need anything and it's pretty amazing how many people just continue to to work with you and how available you are and how accessible you are to people
1: after the sale well thank you i think that communication i want to add in there too because unless i'm on an appointment or doing a podcast <laughs> um, i respond generally within if not instantly you know within an hour as far as communication but i have clients who aren't thinking of selling for maybe five years, and they'll say, should I put in these appliances now? What should I do? And so it's a long-term relationship, you know, that way. I I do want to say that in the decision-making process, which I listen to, I often ask, going back to the match part, I often ask a client who together as a couple or married, how long did it take you before you decided that this other person was, quote, the one? and when one couple told me 13 years they dated i knew what the process was going to be like in finding a, a house because More how you if. how you make <laughs> your major decisions you tend to carry over into other areas, so that's it's a really cool device. that's really interesting. That, yeah. yeah. So I asked them about their major decision. Some will say we met and we knew right away, and we got married within six months. And then I know they're going to buy <laughs> yeah. a house.
0: Yeah. We I just, don't know, you know
1: who you're talking about. about. Yeah.
0: We just met at Starbucks this morning. We're looking <laughs> for a, <laughs> house. a house. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you just you know people. It's just over the years. It's this. You've got, it's this, it's almost like a whole other education in, in sociology and human Absolutely. interaction, human relations.
0: Can I uh, ask, Do you ha- are you in the middle of a sequence of questions here, Carrie, or may I ask a, no, a, fun, I, a silly I, fun question? No,
2: can he ask a silly fun question? I want to hear about the buyer's expectations today, but then I also want to hear David's silly fun question.
0: Let's mix it up here. That's what podcasting is all about. Have, have you ever, I have some features of homes that I would like to see. I'm wondering if you've ever seen, have you ever... Sold a home with an indoor pool. Yes. Really. Yes. What what, in Sudbury actually? And is it like super nice, or is it kind of like maybe they shouldn't have put in the pool? It's all musty and stuff like that.
1: I sold two with an indoor pool. One, you could smell the chlorine throughout the house. That was not done well. Mm. And the second one, the pool was separate. It was all glassed in, but it wasn't as though in the middle of the house. And that was perfect.
0: It was lovely. Yes. It w- it wasn't in the middle of the house. You said it was like. A-
1: it was off to the side. And could you the all- family? You could yeah. see it from the family room, but it wasn't located right in the middle.
0: I want that. That's what house. I want. Okay. Uh, well,
1: I can sell you that. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I uh, talk to me in ten years um, when the podcasting boom hits its apex. Um, but
1: that was the one where the owner ran off with the housekeeper. So that was very good. See, now we're getting somewhere.
0: Um, how about a panic room? Have you sold a house with a panic room? Oh,
1: good question. Thank you. Um In a way, because I have a house on the market now that has a grow room. Um, I don't know what that is. is that is. like for... Well, th- there was a son with a medical issue, so okay. the grow room was to grow marijuana oh, at the was. time for medical oh. marijuana. That's what I was... So thinking. that could easily be used as a panic room. Um, <laughs> my no, my well, bedroom is my It's, wait- it's temperature controlled.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the moment no you get in there, goes. it's like, no need to panic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not panicking anymore. <laughs> All's good in here. All right, here's some more fun ones. How about an indoor zip line? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. All How right. about an it's indoor an... basketball court? Oh, for real? Yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. That room must have been huge. Enough. Full court or half court? Full
2: court. Full court. Oh That's...
0: damn.
2: Well, there's uh our neighbor, um, they put in it, their basement, they made it look like a skating rink. So they're they have the boards and they have the the floor looks it's shiny white floor painted to look like a Bruins. Oh, I love a it. Bruins rink. They have a mural with like different People, as characters. Fabulous. That's cool. Um, yeah.
1: See, if you get out of the whole thing about like the living room and you look okay. at your space as space and just look at the perimeter, you can turn any room into anything That's you want. That's so
0: cool. Are, but but wait, are man caves a lot of? Wait, hold on. Before yeah. you get to the man cave, the hockey, I want to hear more about the hockey thing. So, but it was, that was purely decorative. Like they didn't actually sort of play indoor hockey on there, or did they? Were there nets?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah they were using nets. it for indoor hockey.
0: Oh, so the kids played hockey down there. But why but, not? Right. They're not? Not yeah, ice hockey, ice obviously, hockey. like yeah. street hockey.
2: Yeah.
0: How big was this room? Was it huge?
2: Yes. Wow. Yes.
0: I want to play.
2: It's beautiful. <laughs> they they did a be- they took this farm ha- they built this looks like a farmhouse and it's just. But wait, when you go down, down into that job the,
0: that's in the basement. Yes. And like, if you're in there, are you are you like? Do you have to be in the rink or is there actually like a room to stand and do something outside of the rink? Do you see what I'm asking?
2: I'm n- Yes, I think there's I like a gym. I don't know why I find this so important. The, okay. I'll, I'll have pictures. Okay. You just, you pictures just need inside. the length of the room right. and the yeah. height of yeah. the yeah. ceiling and yeah. you can do anything. He's going to turn his his family room into a
0: I thought about so turning room. it into a I I'm not kidding. I looked <laughs> I looked into ball pits. I think it would be fun to have a ball. You ever oh. saw the house with a huge ball pit in it?
1: Yeah. Germs. Sorry, I've seen houses <laughs> with with ropes where the kids can get from the second floor to the first. Oh my god! I was going to ask that. Seriously, yeah. I had yeah. that down
0: here, but I I yeah. thought it might be too joke. No, like a wow. fireman's rope. That's so cool. Like a
1: pole or yeah, a rope? No, a rope. They they shimmy down it, or, up. What? Yeah. or up. Or up. Yeah, it.
0: with a hole in the in the floor slash ceiling is what you're saying, right? To the next floor.
1: No, it's swi- oh. they can swing over the banister to get to what? The- no way! No way! I want to live there. It, you're <laughs>
0: I had in that sundry? down. I had indoor ropes course. That's so funny. Oh how about God. how about a playground style tube slide? Any of those?
1: Oh. <laughs> um, I did s- no, we but I, d- I didn't Richard sell Price that. But I, I did see in a magazine someone also had a tube slide going from the second floor to the first. Floor.
0: Yes, I want that. That's amazing. Yeah. I
1: think Dave just wants you to show Miranda. All I just I think you want a playhouse.
0: I do. I want. Oh, yeah. a ha- part playhouse, part Willy Wonka's. Uh, Good but castle or whatever. for
1: money, you can do anything.
0: It, I know. I wish yeah. I had some. Um, uh, <clears throat> there is a building in um, I want to. It's in the Far East somewhere, but it's one of these super new buildings, and it's it, it's um, huge. It's like the our their version of like John Hancock Tower in Boston. And if I heard the story right, there's a slide that goes like all the way down. It'll take you like twenty minutes to get down, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but, um, what if you
2: forget something?
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point. It's go a long <laughs> elevator ride right back up. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. You asked a question about man caves, which of course I wanted uh, is of course uh, that's yes. I've had a few in my past, but yes. Are so, there
2: like man caves and and
1: like you know out. she
2: caves? She I shed. saw the most phenomenal well, she
1: man cave um, yeah. recently at a house that is actually on the market. And so the whole lower level, lower level, he actually had a sports car in there. He had a huge garage door Whoa. that he could drive a sports car in. And then because he's an umpire with different sports teams, he has every T-shirt and banner on the wall. And there's a bar and a coffee uh, set up down there. Sounds and like this dude didn't didn't did make his money coffee? umpiring. But. Kitchen. That's <laughs> right. it is. Yeah, that's a man cave.
0: Love it. Along yeah.
1: with, when you asked me before, I watch a buyer, and I also usually know the occupation of the buyer and the seller. So if it's an engineer, I know he or she's going to go to the basement and the attic. See and the if it's, it's an, an artist, they're going to look at the aesthetic quality you know, of the house. So you really have to understand why somebody will walk in and just go to the basement. What if they're a lawyer? Um, if they're a lawyer, <laughs> they're um, I make sure Larry. I point out all the defects that I yeah. can see <laughs> <Yeah>. covering <laughs> the faces. house. You know, a squirrel ate this and a rabbit ate that. Oh, so, uh, really point it out. But man caves are huge. <laughs> yeah. Did
0: you have you guys seen the show Big Little Lies? Yes. Yes, Carol. Have you seen? Yes, it? season one. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, in season two, um, the the guy who's Laura Dern's yeah, um, the one who lost all the money. Yeah, what? he's he's kind of a, an, a oh, sad, sorry. sad spoiler. Sad, eh, spoiler. He's, he's like a sad sack of a character who was uh, was rich, but then uh, apparently gave all the money back, and he's got he's got this epic man cave, which the centerpiece of which is a t- train, train set, and he sits there doing his. Uh, his trains all day, and and then at one point, Laura Dern gets really pissed off and goes down, and starts smashing things, all of his collectibles. Um, the, there's I did a,
1: sell a house with the train; the whole basement was a train set.
0: Really,
2: really. We I we know somebody who has like a golf um, simulator in their basement.
0: I bet a lot of people have that. Those are probably pretty affordable now. Um, the, so, so uh, yeah, I had a man sort of a man cave once, but. Um, it was more like for the whole family. So Carrie, did you ever see that basement at, uh, with the oh, stage? No, I didn't. We had a oh, mini course at a stage. We had a mini stage, which was just it was pretty awesome. I mean this is just like creativity. It wasn't like super expensive. It's just we told the contractor to do it. the stage was, was maybe six inches tall and had the, you know, in the back of the stage was a flat screen TV and we had some kind of simple stage lights. And so we had a few, you know, and there was a DJ booth. We had some karaoke parties down there, and there was a bar. And,
2: That's awesome. You know,
0: it was cool. But it's the type of thing, like, after a number of years, you do actually get sick of it, believe it or not. <laughs> so it's got to be as much, if it's cool, it's one thing, but I got I to gotta imagine the novelty wears off for a while. It's got to be usable, right? Like that hockey rink, I imagine, if the, as long as the kids yeah. continue to use it, it's great. Yeah.
2: What, um, what are buyers' um, expectations?
0: Like in general?
2: Huge, (laughs) yeah, like more now. So, okay, here's another. How does what, how does the internet, reality TV, like our access to more information, some stuff that's actually realistic and some that's not, how does that affect buyer expectations from what they? Now they can see pictures. Like, over. you know, when you first started in real estate, there wasn't
1: in the internet. Correct. Not to make you sound No, no, old, but but it's true. Know, and I remember the resistance by a lot of brokers when the books we got every week that would show the listings <laughs> no longer existed. You had to wait I mean, once a week amazing. to find out new listings. How did and you got this big book that you paid for. So I think the buyers are certainly more knowledgeable. They, they know every house sale. In the neighborhood before they look at a house, they know uh, the price drop, they know exactly what happened, and information is powerful. And I welcome it because I also can access all the same information. Yeah. To see what they're thinking, too. There are some sites, um, I'm just going to say like Zillow, that will give a estimate, and sellers and buyers have that number in mind. But I want to add that those numbers are not accurate, because they adjust almost daily, depending on if there's a sale within a certain range you know, distance, geographic distance of the house. So if you're in a condo and there was a sale down the street for a million five, your property did not just suddenly go up two or three hundred thousand and drop the next day. So some of that information is not accurate, um, but knowledge is so important. And so I try to have all the same knowledge as I think my buyers are going to have that way. Did you say
0: Zestimate? Yes. Yeah. Shame so, on you, Zillow. I make up stupid words. So
1: they, is that in the dictionary? Incorrect. I mean, yeah. and a lot of right. times the data that's put in to arrive at that number is incorrect. Yeah. So
0: so what should they use if not Zillow? Or are, th- are they all they, kind of... They
1: should use me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so my website is liveinsudburyma.com. Uh, it's also liveinwaylandma.com and all the surrounding towns. Email is great. Text is fabulous.
0: Go ahead. Oh, the number is 508-277-6956. That number, once again, 508-277-6956. That's cool, people. You hear this? You're getting all this real estate advice. Carol just invited you to text her. Do it now. Don't worry. It's not going to ring now, Carol, because it'll she ring will, in the
1: future. I have my sound you. off. Okay. But no. It's she's. <laughs> she's <laughs> I'll freak out if 25/7. it rings now,
0: because that's not how podcasting works. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: I know. But I want to say that you know, communication is important. My business day ends at midnight. And so wow. I have gotten back to everybody I need to by midnight, and then the new day starts six hours later, and um, sometimes in the middle of the night. So yeah. a-
0: flash forward to 11.55 p.m. tonight, and it's me on the phone. <laughs> hey, Carol. Dave, what do you want? Just want to say like, hi.
2: <laughs> just say hi.
0: What's up? <laughs> Great podcast today. I liked it when we talked about the panic room and the weed. Sorry. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> That's fine. I'm up.
0: Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Some I gotta say we're looking at we're looking at um, photos of man man caves, just random ones on the internet. It it just they're too much. I mean, look at that one. That's a ski lodge. It looks like a ski lodge with a pool table.
1: And it's usually a moose on the wall.
0: And a moose on the wall. I see a moose on the wall. And. There's that sh- <gasps> that shuffleboard game. Look at
2: the one with the cars. Well,
0: that's not a that's, that's not a man cave. That's this. Is it says stupid. the ultimate yeah, man cave. Well, the ultimate man cave. The dude's got like more than a dozen See, luxury that, cars. That's in what there. I was talking Whatever. about. Whatever. I mean, the sports car. Yeah, I mean, God that's bless you. If crazy. cars is your thing.
2: I have one more question. That's
0: pathetic. That guy loves his cars more than he loves his children. I I grant well, maybe I he doesn't assure have kids. you. Maybe it's not um, even a man. Maybe it's a woman. why did you assume is. it was a man?
2: Well, you assumed it okay, so I have a question. Speaking <laughs> of like fighting with Dave, how much how much <laughs> of the pricing, how much emotion comes into play? I know we're kinda of going back, but you've you've told me, you know, in pricing a house and, and looking at houses that you have to separate the emotional part of it and don't take it personal if your house doesn't price. It's not personal, it's not anything against you and your taste and all that. Well, it could be. Could be. It could be. <laughs> um, how much of it is do you have to separate the emotional side to what's realistic in the market?
1: Uh, that's another good question. So, Thanks. I probably, <laughs> although I've seen just about every house on the market in my area, I probably take five to six hours. Retracing my steps and going back over everything, what homes have sold for that are similar, um, every house is different, what the features are, and I present a written market analysis. And usually the seller comes to the same conclusion by the time I'm done with my summary. The smallest amount of money can change whether your house sells right away or not. So there are certain cutoff points in pricing. Buyers search, let's say, every fifty thousand, so between six hundred, six fifty, six fifty and seven. If you belong in that six to six fifty range and you price your house at six sixty nine, you're drawing a whole different group of buyers who hmm. expect more right. and can buy more and will buy more than what you're offering. So there's no exact science, but certainly looking at what has sold and describing it uh, makes a difference.
0: Carrie, we've got time for amazing. maybe one or two more. No, questions.
1: I think. I mean.
0: By the way, look at the man cave I have on the screen now. See this one? I could get behind. It's clever. What? It's Oh, clearly, that is
2: amazing. Yeah,
0: it's so. This is clearly a football <gasps> junkie and a Redskins fan because he's got now. This the room it does not look huge from the photo anyway. But but he's got you know the they have a lazy susan. Yeah, they've got a leather leather, six leather recliners, uh, two rows of three. But they're not
1: facing the screen, right? Well,
0: well, not yet. It's on a swivel. Yeah, it's it's they are. How do I describe this? They are on a circular, like Carrie said, sort of a lazy susan with turf on the floor, and the lazy susan is elevated. When I when I say lazy susan, I guess that's what I mean. I imagine that
2: it. You can turn it. It's well, motorized. Of course it must
0: be. It must be. Motorized. Either motorized or not. Like if they wanted to do it on the cheap, I'm sure they could just put it on some sort of hydraulic, like swing the thing yeah. around like a regular laser. And then they season. can watch the need screen. some lock. So right. It looks like you can you can rotate this disc, which looks like it's about maybe ten feet across. It it's a it's a pure circle and again the two rows of leather recliners. And so I guess I don't know. Maybe he's got one pointed. At, oh, see, I know. I see what it is. You turn it all the way around, one hundred degree, eighty degrees from the way we're looking at a photo, and they watch three TVs right. at the there same three time. Screens. But that's then a, you tilt ninety degrees the other way, and he's got a movie screen for movie night. That's pretty cool. That's perfect. That's
2: what, it took you that long to figure that out.
0: Well, but then why <laughs> is it face? But, but the the couches are facing neither I think direction. It was because for the they photography. want you to yeah, see right.
1: the pictures just for the, the photography. Couch.
0: Yeah yeah all right good on you random redskins fan and by the way that's something to me that's more clever than elaborate like to me that i mean it's that's not going to be cheap i don't know how much a rotating disc cost He probably like had had somebody build it for him but like that whole setup is not we're not talking fifty thousand dollars i mean we might be talking 10 to 15 or something like that because you could
1: do swivel chairs that you can turn
0: well you can do that too that'd be better maybe
1: or just
2: a sleep sofa in the basement um Carol Daniels. Wow, that's fun. Uh, yes. Coldwell Banker Sudbury. But you cover a lot. You you don't just cover Sudbury.
1: I mean, you're all over the place. I love selling in the city, whether it's Boston or Cambridge, Charlestown, going further west, um, going south, going towards Belmont. Yeah. Um, and yeah. as I said, Caldwell Banker's an international company. We're not individually owned offices, so we have your resources anywhere and resources that I can work from
2: amazing 508-277-6956
0: and let's get the website right again because I've already forgotten mm-hmm. it sorry Bu- buy in
1: live in Sudbury ma.com live in Wayland M-A. Com, and so on with all the different communities awesome just call you or just text just me or, or me. email 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 carol Car- <laughs> go Dave go
0: carol with an e at the end dot daniels d-a-n-i-e-l-s at N-E-Moves.com. That's the letter N The letter E Moves I'm not going to spell Moves for you people You know how to spell that Don't you? You're supposed to be An educated audience Dot com Carols.Daniels At moves.com. Did you have fun Carol?
1: I had a great time I want to awesome. thank you For this <laughs> Great time pleasure. Thank you
0: and thank you, uh, and thank you You guys are awesome Thank you And thank you Carrie For being my sidekick <laughs> Second podcast in a row You're my sidekick Woo! Yay I have a sidekick uh, Thanks for listening To the Boston Podcast If you like this Please like it Share it with a friend or a colleague. Spread the good juju. Our thanks again to our friends at Adori. If you're not listening to this on the uh, Adori app, A D O R I, go to the App Store, do it, and it'll come to life. You'll see pictures. Of us looking at you know what I'll put some man cave pictures on this one. Awesome. So if you 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 already would have seen the man cave pictures if you had listened on the Adori app. Also thanks to our friends at US Postal Service USPS.com slash careers on behalf of the great Carol Daniels and the pretty good Carrie <laughs> Tabaski. Uh, this is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a good day, everybody. You must be the other guy.